centuries, the Society of the Black Dragon has sanctioned an ancient rite of combat known as the Kumite. Open only to the world's most lethal warriors. It has never been won by a Westerner. You are not Japanese. I can do it. Now, for the first time, the true story of America's super agent, Frank Dukes, can be revealed. Uncle Sam can't afford to let you get hurt. I'm going Frank is going to fight in the Kumite and we're here to stop him. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie and then we attempt to talk about it. <laughs> My name's David. Uh, I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing, we're laughing, listener, because this is our third attempt at starting this. Um, a total of two minutes and 53 seconds in is how far we got last time, so hopefully we'll get a little bit further. At the fault of someone who shall rename, rename, remain nameless. <laughs> but can't speak in the English language, take your pick. Uh, this week, we watched 1988 classic movie, uh, Bloodsport, starring uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, which was a Ross recommend. It was. Um, so we chose the movie this week because we were going to do, a, I think, a more intellectual movie, but Sam had other pressing matters and wanted to rest his delicate little brain. Um, so we thought we'd do a, a guilty pleasure one this week. I mean, that's about as accurate as this depiction of Frank Duck's life, I think, but uh, whatever. <laughs> so this movie this movie is yeah, it's a, it's a Van Damme vehicle. And, the first um, Van Damme vehicle. Yeah, so this film follows Frank Dox, an American martial artist serving in the military, who decides to leave the army to compete in a martial arts tournament in Hong Kong, where he fights, where fights to the death can occur. And well, I say you say leave the army. Do you mean take a four day weekend? <laughs> yeah, he, he he goes on a slight holiday, which which really outrages the all of the army, but um, and then kind of goes around Hong Kong. Doing his thing, beating, beating, up, uh, beating up Asians, basically. Pretty much, pretty much. It's basically a white guy showing, you know, people of other cultures that they're better at, at their cultures than they are. At their own culture, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a real tour de force in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is a this is a movie that I had I think I'd heard of like in in the Van Damme law, and this is his kind of first big role, isn't it? it um, I think this. This projected him to the to the status of, of John Claude Van Damme and all that stuff, but I wasn't really sure what to expect. No, not and at all. Um, obviously, it's a Ross recommend. I hadn't seen this before either. Uh, this was this wouldn't have flown in my household as a kid um, because no. it had fighting in it, and we, you know, my mother did not like fighting and she didn't like guns, so nothing cool basically. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. That I think that's a contrast between your childhood and mine, Dave. Where when you grew up with like four brothers, this is the sort of stuff that you know. That's like our lullaby in practicing all these martial arts that no one could ever do. But I mean, like, oh. I think my mum was clever though, Ross. I think she recognised that her four sons might actually kill the smallest one. <laughs> yeah, if they might attempt what they like see. I, I'm with you, Dave. In terms of like, yeah, we didn't have anything like this, and. Maybe maybe my dad, who was, uh, yeah, he 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 would occasionally show us movies that you know you wouldn't necessarily think were appropriate. You should have done. <laughs> he, but that that film we loved that. That was that was amazing to to sit and watch all these these cool um, adult movies. And John Claude Van Damme again. He's not someone that I'm like. I, I I've seen a couple of his movies, but generally he's a bit of a a bit of a joke. 
now at this point. He does those he's, Miller adverts and he's gone like through that. some stuff. Uh, <laughs> I was looking into this like vaguely, and obviously, like this this film in '88, it sort of like launches John Claude Van Damme as as kind of like a, a you know a French Belgian um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in a, in a lot of respects. He's kind of like this big you know his tagline is the muscles from brussels and you know van damage and there's loads of cool stuff there and he did like a jcvd exactly like a series he was quite the household name and and like schwarzenegger um he competed in in various like um muscle man competitions and in martial arts tournaments and also ballet conversely i guess lots of um <laughs> you know com- compatible skills and yeah the ballet was for balance and he had Exactly, and um, well, the splits he can do, I, we'll get into that, I'm sure, um, for the bulk of this podcast. But <laughs> after his sort of like flash in the pan, I would say, not flash in the pan maybe, but you know, 10, 10 12, 15 years of like quite steady work and being this name, um, he kind of got sidelined, had loads of mental health problems. He had a, the mother of all cocaine habits I was reading about. Get this, guys. He was spending 10 grand a week on cocaine. He was doing up to 10 grams a day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which I thought was more than a human person could do and live. I'm surprised he's still gone. Ten, ten grams doesn't sound like a lot, but it's know, cocaine, it's... Sam. <laughs> Tell you what, Sam, put ten grams of sugar in your tea and, and come back to me and Dave. Then I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> that's that, that's our that's our equivalent of ten grams of cocaine. Is it? It's two sugars in a cup of tea. This, this is <laughs> this is one hard <laughs> cup of tea, boys. <laughs> so so yeah so jcvd an actor an actor and i'd say that in the loosest of terms um but to go back to you know turning this film on getting in there and i was ready to be roasting ross i was ready to be roasting you about this film (laughs) thinking what what dog shite have you got us watching however however this is actually this is actually a really really entertaining relatively well-made movie yes. that I think well, hold on hold on uh, Dave hold I will on. reach that my I think... fucking sp- uh, sorry Sam go on well, I, I think this film I think this film sets out to do a set number of things and it fails at about maybe maybe three of the five that it set out to do but the two that it does it does so so well that I think it kind of makes up for the rest of it and I really, really actually enjoyed this. And, and as Your Honor, uh, I have a, I have a pre-prepared statement on this. <laughs> um, I, I kind of agree, actually. Um, I don't want to say this is particularly well made, or even made with a lot of love. However, this is the sort of movie that I'm sure Ross has got a whole diatribe about. That they don't really make movies like this anymore. No. This is a sort of movie that's made was of its time when there's fuck all else to do. Let's go to the cinema. And you wouldn't feel like you'd wasted your time seeing this, but at the same time, you wouldn't go home and write a 12-page dissertation on, like, you know, on the sources and the acting and the method because it's not that kind of movie. This is a a really sort of, like, it's about fighting. Do you like fighting? Do you want to watch fighting? Great, here's some fighting. And that's fine and that's perfect. And on that level, I think this film really, really does very, very well because, you know... This is probably 60-65% of this movie is just fight scenes. Yeah. Ross, Ross, what, why, why did you want us to watch this? Um, well, I, I can't remember if this was touched on at the start of the episode, uh, but essentially, you know, when we were, when when we chose, like, you know, we'd do a guilty pleasure 
and uh, Dave suggests like a Van Damme movie, Bloodsport. <laughs> I believe my ter- my words I used were, let's do something low rent, maybe 80s. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to take away this victory from me, Dave. So when we when we were choosing the movie, and Dave actually did suggest, oh, what about something like Van Damme? And I thought, oh, there's either Kickboxer, which is a Van Damme movie, or Bloodsport. And you know, I suggested John Claude Van Damme because I saw him on Friends the other day. I couldn't think of a single Van Damme movie off the top of my head when I suggested it. Wow, that's a crime. <laughs> um, well, that's why we got Euros. Well, well see, this, and the, see, Bloodsport was the first Van Damme movie I ever saw, and my God, you know, and again, like you guys said, you know, it's it's, it's bad, but it's 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 woefully enjoyable. Whereas the, uh, this, it, you know, I got the nostalgia hit as well, and like coming back onto this, oh, such a wonderful movie, and like the martial arts in it is like to the, you know, even now, it's impressive. And like you don't see fight scenes, you know, in action movies these days. You don't see fight scenes like that where it's actual people trying to beat the ever-loving, you know, snot out of one another. Mm, mm. So should we talk? Because this is maybe a film that you know our imaginary audience might not have seen. Um, it's not. It's a bit of a cult classic, isn't it? But I wouldn't say that it's. I don't know it's how a really, really that. well-known I movie. I think it is, but to a, maybe a certain segment. Of people like you know Ross, for instance, and we all have friends. I don't want to say like Ross, but like you know, like Ross, whose parents would maybe be a little slacker with stuff like that, and go around <laughs> and watch all of these films that your parents wouldn't let you watch. Um, yeah. And and so I think that maybe a lot of people saw this when they were kids, or you know, if they're really into martial arts films, which I know generally like Ross is more so than us anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you're really into that sort of stuff, like or or you're just really into Van Damme, yeah, well, that's you know, the thing. You if you're into Van Damme, this, but... action movies, martial arts movies, I think that you know there's a wide sort of. Oh or... no, abs- absolutely, Ross. But I don't think a lot of people well, are seeking this out. Do you know what no. I mean? I think so, that so when you is a, a good portion of them would have seen this. Yeah. So just as a bit of background, I think it's worth maybe expanding on the plot a little bit, just so the the, the audience can follow. Is um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Frank you really Docks... need to you really need to listen here because it's it's very complicated. Um, we, Sam, you may need... these two sentences are going to be really high concept audience. <laughs> well, no, may, I just think I just think as a general, <laughs> let's set up the characters. You, let's you just think up. our audience is stupid as well yeah. as non-existent. Yeah, and God. they can't Google anything. But but Frank, the, so this is based on Frank Ducks, who's a real person. Dukes. Fucking hell, Duke, sorry. Like, even in the movie, there's a line saying, oh, you must be Frank Ducks. And he corrects him, no, it's Dukes. And you, and of course it's you, get the name wrong. <laughs> it's, spelled, it's spelled D-U-X. I mean, come on, that's absolutely ridiculous. So Frank Ducks is, <laughs> has, has spent... Um, he's, is this he, the he's, one where he plays hockey? Yeah, that's in it. In the Mighty Ducks, is that yeah. it? Is quack, that why it's called quack, the Mighty Ducks? Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. <laughs> So he, he he travels. He's he's been trained by by the, this guy called Tanaka in the United States. And uh, Tanaka, he lo- I think he he lost his son. Um, you think and... you watched the movie? Why do we yeah, have yeah, some? Just... Why do we have some? Right, let's get through this bit. Let's get through can this bit. And then we can mock each other because you let's... are presenting all sorts of misinformation. I do believe that he was trained by Tanaka in Japan while he was there as an army brat. Yes, right there we go. So he's, he's trained by Tanaka, and and he ends up um, he ends up being a bit a bit of a kind of son figure to to, to Tanaka, um, and so ends up blah blah blah. Tanaka's ill. He wants to go and he wants to compete in this ultimate martial arts tournament. Um, 
the the army thing. Blah blah blah. You're explaining the premise of the movie. You know, some stuff happens, etc., and the end. Well, I think well, what you're trying to say, Simon. So, in a in a very sort of tropey manner, um, Frank, our, our protagonist, <laughs> he wants to honor his mentor and this father figure of his, Tanaka, by going and winning this 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 quite prestigious and also a legal tournament in Hong Kong. Yes, and that's, that's kind of like that, the that's what I was it. going to say before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> is he wants to go over there because he wants to he wants to he wants to prove himself as as this you know the Tanaka's heir and and, and his his protege. He's in the army. Now, this is the bit that I... It's confusing. It's confusing as to why they why they set this up. Other than, I guess, they they wanted to have... Something to drive the um, plot. Or a lot yeah, of something so that, that he's, he's being pursued. I would pursued. argue something else. I think this is in the movie because this is the story they were pitched by um, Frank uh, Deuce? Dukes. Yeah. Yeah. How is it pronounced? So, Frank Dukes. Deuce. If we get, again, again, if we Dukes. if we get through if we get through the plot, we can have get through the plot, and then we can go on to all the other characters. The the two army guys are sent to trailer, and, and basically what we get is a is a kind of running around Hong Kong thing, um, which is relatively entertaining, but you know it isn't really part of the main story. The main story is the fight, and that's where we get all uh, the, the the main uh, antagonist, I guess. Which is Chong Lee, and he's the guy that, you know, he's the ultimate fighter. He's the one who's going to win, and he's destined to win. He's the strongest. He's the quickest. He's the most deadly, and he's the one who kills people in the ring. and And so, obviously, then the, the final um, face off is between um, is between Van Dam and and, and Chong Lee. And Absolutely. I think I have an alternative pitch. If you'll indulge me for just one second, sure. Uh, this is a love story between two men who meet in a hotel bar play some video games and then and then do some fighting in their spare time yep um, spare what time, you're talking yeah. about there you're talking about Jackson aren't you played by Donald Gibb <laughs> the most inexplicable character in this film <laughs> it and is one of the weird. best to be honest this is it's an weird. underground tournament with the world's best fighters you know underground bare knuckle fight and we've got a guy who's well it's a martial arts well, tournament hang on. as well we've like... got a guy I, I love the character Jackson he somehow got an invitation to this underground tournament Yet he is no discernible like discipline or style or it's not even sort of. Uh, sort oh, I, I believe I wrote it down, Ross, because it did come up in the film. Um, he's six foot four and he has a beard and long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that checks out. That yeah, checks. and he's always drinking beer. It's special, special <laughs> talent. Always drinking a beer. Oh, he's got a beer in his hand. And yeah. he ends up. He ends up being. He ends up being. Um, uh, Fran Dux's. Uh, Kind of, he's, he's his pal, isn't he? And he's the exactly. one that going together. So you know, just to derail this even further, just for a second. Um, so Jackson is portrayed by an actor called Donald Gibb, um, who hasn't done loads, but most notably played a character called Ogre in the Revenge of the Nerds franchise. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, is it an actor who is, you know, even though he's only six four, which in the grand scheme of things isn't that massive and scary, he's quite frequently playing like massive, terrifying characters. Mm-hmm. The the other character that we've got in this, he's quite prominent. Um, is Janice, who's the reporter, and, and she's a reporter who's in Hong Kong. I didn't, I didn't even know her name was Janice. Oh, I know, I know. Honestly, they say, it, they say it once, but he, she's in Hong Kong, and she's trying to, she's trying to kind of uncover um, this tournament, this Kumite tournament, tournament, and she's the one who obviously falls in, in love or, or gets romantic with um, with with Frank Ducks, and ends up 
kind of being quite involved and and rooting for him in a way that's uh, this is a woman Sam who has this internal conflict in the movie is um, trying to trying to get over her how raw and sexual she finds watching Jean-Claude Van Damme fight with how she doesn't really like people hurting one another (laughs) that's her arc in this movie is damn he's so sexy when he's beating men up but I don't like people hitting each other but this is the thing She's a reporter from, you know, Sam has uh, has based her in Wisconsin <laughs> somehow. So I'm, and I'm not going to yes. argue that because no, 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 no. Head no, no. absolutely, yeah. She's from some small a paper. local, a, yeah, a local newspaper. It's a regional, it's a regional TV station <laughs> from Wisconsin. TV regional newspaper. And and she's she's been shipped over at huge expense, huge expense <laughs> to Hong Kong, to this, first class hotels to Hong Kong. Company credit card, and and this is this is pre like the, you know Britain's still still right in there. So there's this, she's been shipped across, and she's been tasked. She's been given a hundred thousand dollars a month to break into this tournament and to report back for some reason. For some reason. For some reason. But this is the thing. It's I, never I, really explained, and also like she's sent to Hong Kong to investigate this, and. She doesn't have any leads. The first time we meet her, she's in this bar, and she just walks up to two Asian dudes, and she's like, "Oh, hey guys, are you in this kumite, right?" And they're like, "We don't know what you're talking about." And she, and she's like, "Oh, but you're in this tournament, right? You tell me if you're in this tournament, this kumite tournament. I really want to get involved in that. I'm a reporter, you see." And <laughs> she may as well have like accused the barman. Are you in this kumite, madam? Here's your drink. Please Honestly, pay your tab. Also, I didn't pay attention, but. Are those two guys even in the tournament, or are they just like? Is she just like, oh, there's two Asian guys in Hong Kong. They must be in this fighting tournament. I mean, they it's literally say, "What is what is Kumite?" Which like, come on, guys, I uh, I know there's an underground uh, tournament <laughs> happening. Right, you need to leave us alone, okay? We're and trying, I, trying to enjoy a meals. ninety-pound white woman can really help you here. <laughs> so she, she she's yeah she's trying to she's trying to. Bust this thing wide open, <laughs> as it were. Um, um, the Watergate scandal. One, one other note. One other note. And so there's, there's two cops. The Helmer and Rawlins is, is what they're called. Um, Helmer's played by Norman Burton. Rawlins is Forrest Whitaker in a pretty early role for him. Mm. About, about um, six years into his career, but probably maybe his most prominent film to date. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's done. He's like a named character who gets more than one scene. And he's a big actor now. He's a, he's a bit you know he's he's well. He's a big um, fat actor in this film. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So we we mentioned Chong Li, and it's worth just pointing out um, uh, Bolo Young. I think is the closest I'm going to get to that pronunciation. And he he's he's got lots. He's got a you know good experience of of all these type of films. He's also in uh, Double Impact with John Claude Van Damme. He's in Enter the Dragon. Uh, Sam, it's uh, Double Impact is Jean Claude Van Damme and Jean Claude Van Damme. They're twins, you see. Oh, ah, of course. There we go. Well, there, there's a film we can do. Oh, I, I, oh that sounds amazing but the guy uh, you might have just mentioned this sam so apologies but the guy who plays uh chung lee is also in uh double impact yeah 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 exactly yeah probably why sam said the words double impact after he mentioned the actor ross but what do i know so i think that's pretty much the cast isn't it it's pretty much the cast there isn't much more i think beyond not really um, no no one worth mentioning there's like a lot of obviously like the fighters I, i imagine are by and large, they don't have any lines, and I imagine they are just fighters that they just got martial artists to, yeah. 
you know, come and work for presumably Peanuts because this film was not expensive um, and do all of these cool fight scenes. Well, it cost it cost one point five um, between one point five and two point three million dollars to make, and it was actually it was you know shot in Hong Kong as well, which is which I is think in, interesting. To sidebar here that that's that is a big part of why this film looks as good as it does. Yeah, on this budget, you know, thirty two years later, the is authentic that setting. They film it in Hong Kong, Hong Kong for nothing, which means it's and it's, it's pre digital, so it's all shot on film. There are very few like magic stunts here. It's all just martial arts. So like effects budget obviously is nothing, but that means that everything holds up really well because all it is is shots of actual buildings and actual streets and this one set with the with the ring on ring in. So everything holds up and looks really really surprisingly good for mm. such a low budget film that's over thirty years old. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was shot largely in um, Kowloon, uh, Kowloon, the Kowloon Walled City, which is in the kind of northern part of, of of Hong Kong, and this is a place that was actually demolished in the um, in the nineties, and it was kind of a, quite a renown. And this is one of the only films that was shot on location. It's I think it's like six six and a half acres. Mm. Um, it's it's about as like cyberpunk as you could get in terms of uh, it, you know so many people crammed in. I think it was a kind of rare bit of. Of Hong Kong that wasn't. We get quite a lot of that, don't you? When he's walking to the sort of, to the fight tournament area, like he looks up and there's these sort of like blocks of flats essentially, um, and they're about four inches apart, and they've all got windows and things, but they're yeah. about four inches. It's apart worth googling. Up, it's it? worth googling and looking at the pictures. And actually, so again, this was demolished in the nineties, so not long after this film was made. And the reason was is because it was entirely controlled by the the gangs. At high rates of you know prostitution, gambling, drug drug abuse, it was a slum. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, but I think what's interesting is that this is one, as I said, this is one of the few, the, the few films that were shot in in the in the in the in the, 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 the walled city. And I think, as you say, Dave, it's it's pretty interesting, and I think you get a real a real unique feel from that. It does it does feel very underground. It feels like they're right in the depths of 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 the most brutal aspect of Hong Kong. I think that adds to the... But like I said, I think it really, like you said, Sam, it really adds to how, you know, and this this isn't a fantastic Oscar-winning film, but it looks really, really good. There's something to be said for just, like, a competently shot film made on, like, shot on film. It can look like this so so long after it was made. Yeah. I, the first I remember watching this was in um, uh, the video game Shenmue. Shenmue. I think it's in Shenmue 2. And I, I remember this really capturing my imagination, thinking, "Wow, this is amazing! This looks like this is so, so dark." And that's a really cool game that um, on, the, on the Dreamcast that's, that's worth the play. Yeah, they remastered. So, if you game. owned one of these six Dreamcasts that were sold, <laughs> no, it's, re, it's on Game Pass. You can get it on Game Pass. Yeah, they remastered it's it. Yeah, it's really good. Sorry to shit on my joke. So, <laughs> where should we start with this film? And I'd like to start on. Um, something quite fundamental to movies, which is the acting, and maybe the <laughs> right. Lack well, I'll tell you what, Sam. You you let me think... know when you find evidence of acting in this film. Yeah. So I think can we, can I think we not the... start, can we not start on a positive, and then we can get into you guys shitting on my little. What I would like, what I would <coughs> fond like, memories of childhood, and I'm gonna I'm gonna assert some pressure as a host here. Ross, you. This is a childhood favorite of yours. I mean, when when we were watching it, you were like, "This is my childhood right here." Yep. And we touched on that. Right. What were the parts of this film that you and your brothers like? 
you w- watched over and over again? What were the parts that you rewound the tape to rewatch? Okay, first you of know? all, uh, splits. Right? <laughs> Number one, absolutely, because there's so many Top of, them. of the list. There's so many splits, and there's so much variety in the splits. Do you want Jean-Claude Van Damme doing splits uh, on a high-rise wall? You got it. Do you want him doing splits whilst punching a dude in the nuts? Hey, go. you, you can have that too. The versatility of Jean-Claude Van Damme and his ability to do the splits. Do you want Jean-Claude Van Damme to do the splits whilst tied up in some sort of semi-BDSM setup? <laughs> Listen, we're not well, going to judge, Japanese but we got you. Mm, yeah, it's it's... Quite... We, we joked about, you know, every time you, you they do the splits, you have a drink. <laughs> drink. And I think... I think that would be that would be a quite a quick way to get relatively drunk if you were taking shots of, of whiskey or something like mm. it would be. But it is, I think, you know, he can do Van Damme can do the splits, and you may as well make the most of that. Pretty much, you may as well you may as well highlight. The may as well have I think Van Damme's film athletic. career is designed to just remind people that he has the capability of doing the splits. Well, I mean, yeah. like we've mentioned earlier, but like Jean-Claude Van Damme has won martial arts tournaments. Like he's a, you know, a relatively successful kickboxer and Mai Tai and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and that really comes through in this film. And obviously, like it's, it's, and I think it's the strength of it because you could have just cast, and I hate to throw shade at Arnold Schwarzenegger, my hero, but, um, you know, someone like Arnie who looks amazing, but maybe doesn't have that kind of like flexibility and physicality that someone like Van Damme does. Mm. Yeah, well, I, isn't I, that, I isn't that why Van Damme is, is like so this. good? It, yeah, absolutely. It, because because um, he because he can he can bring and you know I, I mentioned acting, but he he does enough. And I think what but really what you're there for is the martial arts, and that's what he can do, and he can do it in a way that's obviously showy as well. You know, he's able to do all of the stuff that's these splits that looks cool. Make my legs hurt. I just. <laughs> There's one, there's one particular moment, and we'll move on from the splits in a minute to um, presumably some other kind of male nudity. But <laughs> he come, Jackson comes into the hotel room and he's got like his legs, his feet are on two wooden chairs, and he's just doing the splits. Yep. But like they're right out, his legs are right out, and I'm looking at it thinking, 180 degrees, no problem. It's it's kind of mesmerising. Like it is a really. Impre- it sounds like so doing the split shouldn't be quite as an impressive. It just in your mind should not be quite as a, an impressive and like noteworthy thing. But this guy is like holding his entire body weight up, and you're like, fucking hell. I mean, you know, if we're, if we're gonna sort of you know go on with our you know sort of man crush, I mean, the guy is absolutely jacked in this too. Oh my god, is he? And he's oiled every scene <laughs> where he isn't wearing a baggy shirt. Can we get rid of these baggy shirts in this film? Just give us Van Damme's pecs. There are so many scenes in this where, like, they're obviously trying to make a specific kind of film, and it wasn't just a look at the sexy man being sexy and fighting people. So, like, quite often, it's like halfway through the film before you see Van Damme with his shirt off. It's like, what am I buying a ticket for here? The, the thing, the thing is, I think that isn't out of place in like action movies of the eighties, because I remember um, <clears throat> uh, Double Impact. Where there's this scene, and I can't wait for you guys to watch this. But there's this scene where one of the Van Dams, uh, the twins, uh, has a girlfriend, um, and basically, there's so there's uh, so there one of them, the one who's not involved with this woman, is like having like a sex fantasy about her, 
and then at the same time the twin is also thinking that his girlfriend might be cheating on her and the two twins are both having the same sex fantasy and about the same twin <laughs> about 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 well about Ross so... that is really confusing and I look forward to watching that film and understanding what the fuck you're talking about yeah Ross you, what else what else did you like about this growing up then what was the other other other, other than the splits other than Van Damme's physicality well uh, I mean you, you <clears throat> excuse me you, you touched on it before Sam where uh, you know the, the martial arts it's it's just, it's awe-inspiring. It's it's so impressive. You, you said that, you know, there's one thing with the movie as well, and that's the martial arts, you know, acting. You know, we'll touch on that in a second. But, like, you see some scenes, you know, uh, of characters fighting. You know, they're not, like, main or even named characters. But you see them going through the motions, you know, like the the sort of the, the dance you see in, like, in sort of, like, detailed martial arts fights where it's people trying to land hits and at the same time blocking other people's hits. And it's, you know, you'd have to watch it numerous times to even keep track of well, you know, who's even I mean, winning a fight. If I'm wrong, Ross, maybe you've got a bit more knowledge here, but, like, are we watching, like, <laughs> distinctive fighting styles through this? Because, obviously, this is a sort of a fighting tournament where you've got these Europeans and these North Americans, mm-hmm. and you've got all of these, like, Asian martial artists. Well, you see this thing, and so... They're all, they all fight a little bit differently, like, specifically, like, Paco holds his hands in a really weird way. Yeah, well, Paco... And, um, uh, a couple of the actually... African guys are fighting in quite odd ways as well. Paco's actually, uh, you can tell by your shorts well, but Paco's, like, one of those movie ties sort of kickboxer fighters, so like, that's their stance where they'll hold, like, their sort of forearms as a, as a guard stance, because that's, you know, to sort of block kicks, and, like, their, fr- their sort of, like, their power foot will be, like, on the on the ball of their feet, like, sort of ready to, like, block with the knee or, or sort of, like, swing a kick. But you see other guys as well, like, um, there was two, I think, um, uh, Ch- Chinese uh, fighters, and they were basically, like, these are one of the guys that were sort of, the two guys that were going at it, you know, like, landing blows and blocking at the same time. They I in think. the really shiny trousers. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. the, the velvet fighting pants. Um, and I think that was, like, a form of kung fu. Du- uh, so Frank Dukes was supposed to have, like, a form of, uh, like, karate. Um, that was sort of hand, you know taught to him by uh, Senzo kind Tanaka. Kind of wasn't it? I think I was reading. Oh, I thought I, I think it was supposed to be. It, was, it should have been like a form of karate because that's. Um, yeah, I think uh, Frank Dukes then went on to like form his own sort of fighting style called Dukes Ryu. Um, but like the, the Kumite was when when it was founded, it was founded uh, off one of the offshoots of karate. Karate first. Oh God, here we go. Karate first started as one of like uh, a style called Shotokan karate. And basically, the way karate was designed, so that uh, karate was uh, the 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 ethos was, you know, to be able to land a single blow where you could kill a man in one go, and essentially, and then obviously everything from that, everything of the martial arts of karate, sort of formed out from that, you know, blocking counters, things like that. But the the central point was to land a fatal blow, uh, you know, in in one move essentially, and then there was offshoots of different forms of karate and. The karate then uh, I can't pronounce it, but essentially uh, it starts with a K, um, and then that uh, sort of one of the masters of that form of karate then formed the kumite, um, which is one of the things I'm going to touch on later on. Which essentially, where the movie sort of shows the kumite as a a tournament, a bracket style tournament, where in actuality, like the real life is a lot more extreme, where it's one man versus a hundred men. So, uh, oh, well, I'm sure we'll touch on that later, Ross. Yeah, I, I went off and maybe get to yep. 
get into Frank Duke, Duke Duke's life. But it's interesting to to hear that because obviously you know I'm a new. I'm sure, I'm sure Sam's in a similar position where I'm like, oh, all these dudes are fighting, and it's not boxing, and that's, that's about yeah. all I know. Really. But yeah, you were asking about the styles. So there is there is a number of styles there. I mean, like you can see. I mean, you know, you can see the the sort of larger uh, Chinese gentleman, or I think he was. Uh, I could don't, I don't know if he was Chinese or Japanese, but he, the, su- the, the sumo, sumo guy. yeah. So I'm assuming yeah. he's Japanese based on them being sumo. Um, and then you have like uh, Chong Li, who's like I, I couldn't tell you what his style was. And then you have the questionable styles of the sort of the black fighters, where there there are serious racist over uh, overtones there. Um, I think there was one bit, you know, where they're doing the montage of fighters preparing for the kumite. And they have uh, one of the black fighters do like a forward sort of tumble roll, and then somehow then he's on the branch of a tree, sort of karate chopping coconuts. And I was like, "Fucking hell, guys! This is it's quite broad strokes." Yeah, um, none of us are qualified as the three white guys in in Great Britain. I don't think we are qualified to really comment too much upon that. But it definitely, yeah, it does feel like. But it. But it shows it shows an attention to detail, doesn't it? Which I think is which I think is good, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I'd to like see to the different types are... of, um, of of and I obviously I don't know anything about it, but I could tell that they were trying to demonstrate. Look at this guy; he's doing something different. Look at this guy; he's the doing different something disciplines. else. And then, yeah, the, and and then you compare it as we've <laughs> joked to, to Jackson, who the, the American who has no discernible style, <laughs> and still, <laughs> he's like, he's like but, but that the, in itself like is interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. Ah, cool. That's good to hear then. Um, so, like, actually, let's have a let's have a quick moment here. Uh, well, apart from what we've already talked about, Sam, and before, like, because obviously there are issues with this film, which we'll get into, but I want to kind of save that for a little bit. What did you really like about this film, Sam? Apart from what we've already talked about. Um. Well, I mean, I, I we've we've talked about it. But I, I have to say again, the martial arts. You know, it's 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 really really impressive, and I think. It, what I really like specifically about that is that how it's the cinematography of it is really well done. They've got lots of crane shots in the in the kind of the the arena, um, and they they mix them up really nicely. So you can see sometimes you see it from above where they where they show they show they show some move, and you see the impact from above, and then they'll cut in really close to see it from almost you know the the same thing again from a different style i think it's it's nicely interspersed because i think you can you can make it really dull if you had a static camera or maybe just two cameras mm-hmm. that was a close up and a, and a and a wide shot i think the the variety of different um cinematography and that's difficult because not only do you have to make sure everyone's in the right place and everyone is saying the lines but they also need to perform. They need to perform the the the, the martial arts moves, and and I think it, it's a testament to the ability of the of the actors and and the the art the martial arts involved is that it all looks pretty good. And there's a couple of times where you can see that they're not really punching, and it's all just but, yeah. But, it, but you know, for 1988, a low budget movie, it does really well, and. I, uh, so that that aspect of the martial arts and the way it's shot and the way you're presented with it, it isn't dull. It's really engaging, and they have such a good uh, variety in there, which I think is nice to nice to see. Ah, good, good. I think there's one um, other I agree thing as well. I think I think there's there one thing we should touch on for like you know the, the positives of the movie, um, and I think that's the the main villain, uh, Chong Li. 
Um, I, I think I somebody somebody threw out a stat last night of how many lines he has in the movie. I can't he he has twenty one words of dialogue. And, and, twenty one. You know, like he is like you know he is menacing. He is you know vicious, merciless, and it's brilliant. There's one bit where you know Van Damme has to like you know break a brick you know with, the, with his bare hand, and like everyone's impressed, everyone's clapping him, and he ha- he says the line, "Very good." But brick not hit back, and they're like, oh, this guy means business, and you see his viciousness yeah. throughout the whole movie. Like his first fight, like he in, he wins it with ease. He puts the guy in a chokehold. He's unconscious. Fight one, right? Except he's not happy with that, and he basically open palm like smashes him in the temple and then drops him. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you've lost, but you haven't experienced enough pain yet. So have it. He is kind of like incredibly evil. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it and I think it really works in this film but I do think it's a little bit of like they should have known when he was evil enough <laughs> <laughs> like <clears throat> so they established quite early on that he's kind of I think he won the last Kumite he's the reigning champion um, yes and he killed someone in the last tournament um, intentionally we're told he punched them in the throat when they sort of died and so you kind of get to see that like you said Ross that brutality throughout where every time we see a fight with him it's quite like well, he's going to really hurt this person um, you know, quite yeah. egregiously as well. Like you said, he usually he beats the person and knocks them out, and then he viciously cripples them. Um, <laughs> and you see that throughout. And then in the last fight scene with Van Damme, um, he throws. I had to Google what it was, but he has a salt pill that he throws in Van Damme's face to blind him. I'm like, as if he's not evil enough. <laughs> yeah, he, he has to cheat. be. A, he has to cheat as well. It's kind of like a bit like too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. But it's like this guy is almost cartoonishly evil, but he does it very, very well. I think we talked about acting and there not being much acting in this film, and obviously this guy is a martial artist and not an actor, and I, I think that goes for pretty much the whole cast here. But I think that his his facial expressions and the way that he emotes is is really really sells that mm-hmm. I'm an evil fuck and I'm really enjoying. And he looks people. And he looks amazing. He looks absolutely amazing. His, like his physique is just <laughs> insane. Uh, this film is wall to wall hunks. My fucking god. <laughs> but 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 um, Chong Lee specifically, like he's he's like nimble and absolutely. Yeah, he's got the speed and the well. power. Like it's. It's just crazy that people, and I mean Van Damme and all the all, all the other guys, you really wonder what what how how they get into that point, like because they all just look like they're gonna burst. <laughs> yeah, the character it's, select it's screen. Yeah, it's very different to. Sorry, it looks <coughs> very just, different to yeah. like. To use an example here, so um, we always talk about Marvel films, but it's because everyone's seen them. But in the Marvel films, you've got people like Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans, all the Chris's basically, <laughs> looking really really vascular in certain scenes. And we know from the trivia there that what happens is that they will shoot this before they shoot the scene. Whoever's like the really muscular, vascular guy will knock out like loads of sets on dumbbells and that, and then they immediately shoot the scene. So you've got that really sort of like popping physique. Mm-hmm. And in this film, you can tell it's not that these Van Damme especially is just in that good a shape. Like you know, it's you look at him and think, have I even got muscles where all those muscles are standing out? <laughs> Well, Frank Frank Dukes was involved in in the the making of this movie, and I think he, um, you know, being a martial artist himself, uh, Van Damme turns up, you know, and 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 or, or says signs up to the film, and then Dukes looks at him and says, you know, you're not in, you're not in good enough shape, <laughs> and so he puts him on he puts him on this three month, like, you know, uh, uh, training, training regime, and. 
I think Van Dam was has said that, that was like the hardest three months of his of his of his martial arts life. Like he was pushed to the limit by by Dukes, and and I think it's it pays off in terms of you know again everyone everyone looks everyone looks pretty good, but it just I think it goes maybe to the insanity of Frank Dukes, which we we will come to please soon, please soon, because it's <laughs> we'll, we'll have a insane. section, Sam. We'll have a whole section where you can just tell us about that because obviously I think you did the bulk of the research on that side of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what, just to circle back to Chung Lee, like before we talk about, uh, you know, finish talking about his scenes, that one scene, Dave, where, you know, where he's uh, fighting, I think it's like a second last fight before he fights Van Damme at the end. And he's, again, he's beat the guy, you know, like he's sort of like delirious. When he but kills the guy. No, this is the one before that where he basically, he's won the fight and then he basically, he like snaps the guy's leg and makes his shin bone go out through his like oh, kneecap yeah. or something. You know, this guy just does he does not stop. And like there's a shot like obviously the makeup effects don't hold up now, but you can tell oh his, his bones essentially like gone through the skin. Yeah. No, no, I think it's I think it's really good generally. Um it's alright. It's fun. It's he is cartoonishly evil in the Bad best guy. possible way for a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I before we move on, I just want to say once more that like the fighting in this film really helps with the pacing. I think that we, you know, we watched Mortal Kombat a few weeks ago, and and that's a film about fighting where there's like surprisingly little fighting, all things <laughs> considered. And this film is kind of like you know the opposite. This is what that film should have been. Yeah, it should have been like the occasional film of exposition, the occasional scene of exposition, and then just fights. Like especially when we first get to the tournament, we get probably ten or fifteen minutes of just fights. Mm-hmm. And that's great because it's just fight, 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 fight. No dialogue, no characters interacting, nothing like that. You're just seeing fights happen, and like, and it really carries you through the movie and, and makes it not feel its length at all. Yeah, I might might be criticism of Mortal Kombat was that is like there's too much filler and not enough martial yeah, arts. Yeah, I mean, then, this film is like the martial fair. arts was 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 quite underwhelming as yeah. well. I think that that compares, you know. This film is a tight ninety-two minutes. It's a big thing. It's a big yeah. thing in movies, and the more the more movies we watch um, for for this podcast, the more I appreciate an hour and a half, <laughs> like <laughs> cut twenty minutes from your movie, and generally you're going to improve it. Unless you're going for something grand and epic, if you can't tell your your story in an hour and a half, then you know maybe look again at your script and mm-hmm. look again at how yeah. you've edited the film. Not to mention as well, like the music sort of you know the music accompaniment or the music tracks they had with this movie as well. Like each montage, you know, they had. I think it was the same guy doing the music, but it was, you know, the the the, the sort of the, the beat of the track, especially when it's basically when you have the chorus that is Kumite. You're like, okay, but it was brilliant. Like with each fight scene and like you know punches landing with you know like at the same sort of rate as the BPM of the music. It was, uh, yeah, it's it's. I love the music. Mm. I, I think yeah, I uh, the, the music, by the way, is by uh, it's by a guy called Paul Herzog who pretty much did for. Van Damme movies. That's it. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I like, think he didn't do. He didn't do very much at all. He's not got a huge, a huge, um, a huge career. But it's quite interesting, really, isn't it? Because I, I think I, again, I think the music is kind of perfect for this film. It's not distracting, but like it, you need those beats throughout a fight to sort of like you know get the blood pumping, so to speak. I thought he had a contract with Van Damme or something because each Van Damme movie, he seemed to be the guy who got to do the music for it. Well, maybe it's one of the, one of those happy Hollywood coincidences where like. They found a guy they liked, you know, mm-hmm. comparing. Can we talk about Frank 
Frank Dukes. Yes, tell us about Frank Dukes. So then. this is a guy. So again, this this film is based on his life. Listen how excited he is, audience. Say again. So listen how excited he is, audience. Oh, this is great. Come on, this is amazing. So he was he was born in 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 the fifties and kind of grew up um, learning martial arts and eventually was trained by Senzo Tanaka, the, the the same guy. Allegedly. Yeah, the same guy that we, we have in this film. Um when he was he was trained as a teenager. And he won he says the Kumite himself. And obviously this then served as his inspiration for this film. Yeah, because there's a big thing at the end of this film that says based on the real life events of Frank Dukes. It is and, and Dukes. it's and Dukes. Dukes. Sorry, I keep forgetting which one's right. <laughs> And so um, he was also in the army, and and was and and he says that he was sent on covert missions to Southeast Asia, and was in fact awarded the Medal of Honor, um, <laughs> which is which is quite impressive. Being really, refuted directly by deal. the U.S. military, I think. Yeah. So um, and then and then in 1975, he, he he was in the Bahamas, and that this is where the, this competition was held, not in New, not in Hong Kong this time. Um, now there's a few problems. <laughs> There's a few problems with all this. If you look hard, yeah. So number one, he um, was never, uh, never served overseas, which means he never won the Medal of Honor, and 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 was all, I think was also referred for kind of psychiatric evaluation within the army as as being not you know a bit disconnected. Um, he. Claimed to have been uh, recruited by the CIA as some secret agent. Um, this was disputed as high as the direct the director of the CIA disputed it. Not just some guy like the top guy said that you know this we have no idea who this guy is. Um, and and so what we see is is a long trail of questionable claims, <laughs> and I think that probably includes the fact that he. Um, was involved in this tournament and won it. Questions around whether or not the tournament, this specific tournament, exists at all, and other questions about obviously then he couldn't have won it. Um, there was a guy who was was told all of this. I think um, one of the the people involved in the movies who'd, who'd known Frank Dukes for a number of months and came up with the idea of a blog sport. And he, and he says, quote, Frank told me a lot of tall tales, most of which turned out to be bullshit, but his stories about participating in this so-called Kumite sounded a great idea for a movie. There was this one guy he, he um, introduced me to called Richard Bender, who claimed to have actually been at the Kumite event and saw everything that Frank told me was true. A few years later, this guy had a falling out with Frank and confessed to me that everything he told me was a lie <laughs> and Frank had coached him what to say. <laughs> which I think is just... There was- just there was something you, you told us yesterday, Sam, that he claims to his, to his record in the tournament, he claimed to have beaten so many people consecutively. 56, because he, he claimed to have 56 consecutive knockouts, which 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 doesn't make sense. There's not enough people in on, on Earth, I think. There's, oh, there's some convoluted <laughs> thing, isn't there, that it ends up they've been unable to actually do that many but basically this guy sounds like a total bullshit artist who um has has given himself a career 
of, <laughs> of boosting his own his own stories and his own reputation. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of like accounts of people saying that he's not even very good at martial arts. Oh man! I mean, he must know some. You guys are because... just destroying my childhood right now. I just wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that, based on true events, is a really like you could just put that in anything, Ross. <laughs> well, well even, there's no one. There's no one events. policing that. He, even even so, even um, Senzo Tanaka. There's there's no evidence that that he exists. He exists. <laughs> there's no evidence that he exists, and and the people have looked. People have tried to find out. Um, and 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 uh, you know there's there's just com- there's just complete complete and utter bullshit endless bullshit that that seems to come um as as regular as clockwork for this guy so i think i think to to, to base an entire movie on on this guy's life i think is very very impressive and it just shows you what you know what's what's what could be capable of, of happening if you believe your own bullshit enough and that's I think pretty much what this guy this guy did. Well, it's interesting, really, isn't it? Because, like, ultimately, I don't think it really matters that this guy lied because it's a movie, and you know, largely that's fine. No, I it doesn't. Saying enough movie, yeah. but it does lead to like some really odd bits of dissonance in this movie that we've already touched on a bit. Like, why is he in the army? Why are these army agents chasing him? And it's all obviously from this like life story of of Frank Dukes, and. And so in the film, it just feels like, why are we doing this? And it's obviously, like I said, it's obviously just to sort of on his say so, um, which is odd. Mm. Mm. It's quite interesting as well that, uh, like, you guys questioned this, and even watching now, I didn't. I was like, yeah, he's in the anime. Don't worry about it. And I think that comes back to because I, I watched it when I was a kid, and I, you know, you're much more accepting. Like, okay, yeah, he's in the anime. This is, you know, just part of it. I'm like, so when you guys went like, oh, why is he even in the army? I was like, well, it's actually shit. Yeah, why are we? Why are we even focusing it's not, on it's that? It's not even so much why is he in the army. It's not why is he in the army. It's like why does the army care? <laughs> That's the main thing. Well, we talked about this, didn't we? Because, the, like, the, you know, he he applied and uh, got ex- uh, got approved for furlough so that I could go on this tournament. In the movie, he uh, he previously applied. You know, he he planned. He bought his tickets. Applied for furlough, got approved, great, and then literally like the 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 day before he's supposed to leave, they're like, whoa, 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 you can't go, you might get hurt, and it's and then because, so he because escapes. he's so valuable, he's so yeah, valuable. Yeah, Frank yeah so then he himself. escapes. He's he's one captain in the army. It's not even like a, an ace fighter jet pilot. I think all we can assume, Ross, is that he's Robocop or something, and the, the U.S. military has spent millions augmenting him. And he is he's, Captain you know, America. He's an asset, not a not a person. He is Captain America. That's what it is. But yeah, it must, it must be. It must be. So can he goes. I, can on... I read at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, there's there's he he arrives back in the states, and everyone <laughs> has largely forgiven him for everything he's done. And it it freeze frays on on Van Damme just about to 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 leave the plane. And it pops up with a, some some text, and it says, "Mr. Duck still holds four world records. Number one, fastest knockout, three point two seconds. Number two, fastest punch with a knockout, point twelve seconds. Number three, fastest kick with a knockout, seventy two miles per hour. <laughs> number, number four, most consecutive knockouts in a single tournament, fifty six. And I just think like that. Th- this demonstrates the total insanity 
of, of him and also everyone around him and the producers who made this movie because they finished the movie by putting these that even Stunts. in 1988 before the internet would be pretty easy to disprove <laughs> like it would be pretty easy to figure out that well, he holds think, all four what? I think you have to remember though that they've they've believed oh man he was in this underground thing so when he got when you know so when they're like oh what information can you give us and he's like got presumably written on like a napkin here's here's my stats can't give you any files guys because you know it's it's underground and they're like yep well there's no way to fact check it he must be telling the truth yeah yeah the exactly. fact that we can't fact check it means he must be telling the truth <laughs> and we shouldn't even try <laughs> we shouldn't even try so so it's... So there's Frank Docks. I think it's it's well worth well worth a Wikipedia um, <laughs> dig around because there's just there's just endless stories of of utter insanity. Utter insanity. And a, there is a lot. Yeah. An American hero. <laughs> um, I have another slight slight tangential. I was reading earlier um, Van Damme's uh, that sort of bio, and um, and apparently he has beef with Steven Seagal as uh, as well. Does Van Damme? Um, because he offered to fight him once and um, Seagal disappeared <laughs> twice I think <laughs> and he followed him to a nightclub and he ran away there as well um, and there's loads of stuff like that in Van Damme's sort of like you know mad life and it's a bit like oh everyone's a fraud obviously um, <laughs> yeah he's followed the insanity trail isn't he with, with a lot yeah. of the dogs yeah I think I think he's come back because he, like you guys mentioned like in his later career you know when it was on the down spiral you know yeah he had a bit of had a had a problem had some mental issues but I think like after that because he wasn't he was in I think he was in the, the second or third Expendables movie which seemed well, he to, was like, offered a bit of trivia here Ross he was offered the role of Gunner you know the um, the role portrayed by uh, Dolph Lundgren in the mm-hmm. first one he was offered that and he turned it down for the first one oh my god. But um, I think on a personal level, I, I mean, uh, he's been down, diagnosed with bipolar and all sorts, and I think he's on medication now and he's doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think you, you are, we are seeing this kind of like, you know, return to, you know, doing stuff and being a functioning person <laughs> that maybe we weren't in the aughts when he was sort of like mm-hmm. at the bottom of that. Well, it's that thing when, like, when you're at the top, there's no, there's not many people that will tell you no or you're being an idiot. Calm down. Do you know? So. There's no sort of I don't know what the term. Uh, there's no one to tell you, that, you know, this is out of order. You know, you'll, you'll when you're that successful, you'll have a lot of yes people around you, and so as things start to go wrong, they sort of leave you. So then, you know, and it's it's a downward spiral. Then, you know, of of mental issues, you know, and obviously then recreational stuff. So it's I mean I don't have a lot of sympathy for the rich and famous, but I can I can see how that spiral can happen. Generally, generally we're quite a uh, pro-revolution podcast as a rule. <laughs> yes, um, we're quite pro-eat the rich. Uh, if you're listening to this, you are the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we should we talk about the things? Because I've been I've been holding this in. For I have a, a thing. Long time. I have a thing I don't like. Okay, I have a thing that drives me mad. What is this like tour guide they have? What is this character <laughs> about? <laughs> I guess you mm. want to have some some people from. Um, is, it, is this the guy with the mullet? The mullet and the little goatee yeah. and the sunglasses, the aviators he's wearing all the time. I guess inside. I guess you want to have someone actually, you know, from Hong Kong or or at least just n- not not a Belgian guy. I don't American. believe this man is from the earth. <laughs> in, in in a movie set in Hong Kong, maybe having some locals, you know, with speaking parts would be is a good thing to do. That that was my take on that. 
I just he just every time he's on screen, I'm like, what what are you doing here? Yeah. What's what what is the character the, the direction here? What is the director saying to you? And obviously, the director wasn't saying a lot to any people, anyone. But well, um, th- this goes to my point: is the the acting in this is diabolical. It's diabolical. It's absolutely horrendous. There's so many lines, and Van Damme is probably the worst. Probably the worst. There's so many lines where you think, this is the best one. Like you presumably did it at least four or five times, and this is the best one you came away with. It. There's there's some really funny like, and you notice this quite a lot. So so here's a little bit of diatribe from me. So in movies, a lot you get these kind of like um, non-American uh, Europeans who who have thick accents like Dolph Lundgren and Schwarzenegger and um, obviously John Claude Van Damme and I guess Sylvester Stallone after had all that surgery was pretty un- understandable, but. You know, you get these people with like quite thick foreign accents, and they're like, you know, in the military in the US, or they're they're the president, or do you know what I mean? And it's in these like inexplicable situations, and they go one or two ways. Either like in a lot of army films, they just ignore it, and that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the CIA, or he's a sheriff in like the south of America, and he's Austrian, but it's fine. Let's just not talk about it. And in this film, they obviously like. Van Van Damme's accent is quite bad and his English isn't fantastic throughout this and so when they have the flashbacks to when he's a kid I don't know what accent this kid is doing Yeah, it's somehow ten times worse than Van Damme's and it's like they wanted it obviously wanted it to sound like Van Damme's so they did but it's a I almost couldn't watch those scenes. But there's no explanation so for why this child, some, for some reason, has like a you know a Western Cajun European accent. accent. The child has a Cajun accent. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not Belgian or French or anything. It's Cajun, and it's like you know. But that, that's, hey, that's a long list. That's it's, a starting point. But it's a long list of, of the, the, only, the only decent the only decent I think um, performance in this. The only one who actually acts. I think is Leia Aries who, who plays Janice the reporter. She she does probably ninety nine percent of the acting in the whole film, um, and then everyone else is just kind of there to, for the for the martial arts, and that's it. Uh, maybe maybe like Forrest Whitaker. I, I would like to dissent. I think uh, I think the guy playing Jackson is doing some acting here. He's really uh, not. He's really I not. really, really don't like the Janice character. I don't I no. think she's really two dimensional. She has absolutely has two modes. One is investigative and snarky and doesn't like boys hitting each other. And two is really fucking sexually aroused. <laughs> and we just we just veer wildly <laughs> from one to the other throughout this movie. Like seemingly at no one's direction whatsoever and and it Every scene she's in is a bit like, why is this character in this film? Why do we need this? Yeah, but that's different. That's different. The character, I agree, is. I think. I think they need. They, they want the love interest, and they also, you know, it's 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 good to have a woman in this. And obviously, this does not pass the Bechdel test. Um, Whoa! Spoilers, Sam. Fuck it. Doesn't, there are yeah. there are two named women in this film. Yeah, there's Mrs. Tanaka. G- guys, can we? Tanaka, guys, we have a counts, formula. But- it doesn't sound right if it's Mrs. Something and we don't have a first name. Yeah, uh, guys, we have a formula. Let's stick to it. So, listener, yeah. if you want to find out how we did on the Bechdel test, stay tuned. Honestly, guys. <laughs> I'm not editing this out, Ross. I'm 12 sorry. seconds and Sam just told us, but that's fine. Um, so, it, yeah, so I think I think the, the difference is that her performance, I think she does what she's... She does the best that she's given with it, which is not a lot. 
Um, I don't I think, think she's given you can... many notes from the director. Yeah, I don't think there was. I think she 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 picks up and goes, "Okay, I'm going to play it like this," and, and nobody ever really questioned it. No one people, cares. people like Jackson, <laughs> Donald Gibb. I just think, like, he's not doing anything. He's just talking. And yeah, he might be moderately funny. Forrest Whitaker is probably, um, and maybe Norman Burton as well. So the two cops, I'd forgotten about them. My argument. They, they maybe do some of it, but I think there's just so much here. My argument is that I don't care about that character. And if you are, if you're in a role, your job is to make me. Do you know what I mean? If you're in a role and you're not the bad guy, your job is to make me care about that character. I don't care I about don't Janice, know, whose name I didn't know, but I really, really care about Jackson and his mm. relationship with Van Damme. That's what's. That's the thing that sells to me in the film. That's the thing that to me is like, oh, this is really cool. I'm really hoping that he's okay. You know, whereas I'm not hoping that her and that Janice and Van Damme get together. I'm not hoping that she <laughs> manages to get her story or whatever she's doing. Do you know what I mean? And maybe that's. I, part, I, I don't know if I writing, fully agree but... with you, Dave. That you know, it's you know, apart from villains, whatever the role you're given, it's your job to make me care about you because you know, there's you know, <laughs> absolutely, you, yeah. you, you know that. I don't think it's as black and white as that, but I do get what you're saying, and I'll, I also love Jackson. He's the guy who, like, yeah, if you get mad enough, you could probably beat him, beat up anyone. And he, and he, you know, he give, he give. That's Chumley the emotional turn in the film, though, as well, isn't it? When he gets beaten in the fight, and he, you know, we think he's dead. That's the emotional sort of like pivot in the third act of this movie. The like, all is lost. Now I have an extra reason to beat this guy. <laughs> yeah. So we've we've talked about um, Helmer and Rawlins, which is which is really good. These, these are two agents. They're really good. It's, it's another movie, names. isn't it? That there's a movie about these two guys trying to catch definitely rogue army captain Hong catching Hong. rogue army. Total officers. total buddy cop movie here. Like you could you yeah. could have them. Not, never mind trying to chase Van Damme. What are they? What else are they doing? These guys have been given a really really it? specific yeah. mission to go to Hong Kong to 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 get some guy. Well, um, Sam, they're the Mulder and Scully of catching rogue agents who are competing in a legal Asian martial arts tournament. <laughs> I'll pay for that. Maybe Green not a movie. Light. Maybe not a movie, but I can definitely see them like in an eighties, you know, like a TV series, you know, like the Hulk or Knight Rider, where you know, or the A Team, and they're off to a different location every time. Oh, where's the tournament this time, Rollins? Well, now we're in Scotland. And they fight with logs, apparently. And, That's you know, what I was thinking, Ross. I was thinking more like, have you seen the X Files? <clears throat> yeah. I was thinking like that. Like every week, they're like, "Well, well, Scully, we're off to England to investigate this, uh, this illegal, um, yeah. this illegal Irish traveller boxing, medical <laughs> boxing ring." You know, and all like, oh, like Captain such and such from the, from the Hawaii style. garrison is there. So is is it specifically they go around busting like illicit martial arts yes. uh, leagues? Is that Absolute, what yeah. Of course it is. Well, I think it's That's they go specialty. round. They go round to extract um, army personnel who've gone AWOL to compete in, in illegal Ooh. illegal Ooh. fighting. So it's going to be like all oh, this Air Force captain who's going to be based on Tom Cruise's character Maverick. Um, you know, is in France competing in this. What do they do in France? Baguette twirling baguette or whatever. Fencing tournament. Baguette something. Racism. It's a baguette <laughs> fencing tournament. Underground in Paris, you know, in a cellar in Paris, in the catacombs under Paris. <laughs> there we go. The these these guys bring a little bit of like levity to the film. They're 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 they're, they're a bit hapless and they're they're running around, um, trying to keep up with. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but actually, Forrest Whitaker's character is quite serious. You know, he's trying to get stuff done, unlike um, 
I can't remember the name of the other character. Is it Rollins? But what, like any interaction they have with people, like to try and help them, and like you know, uh, Force with a good character, like you know, trying to get serious with them, right? You know, and he starts losing his patience with them, and the guy's always like cutting Force Whitaker off, saying, oh, "Well, let's you know," and trying the the softly, softly approach. Um, and I have to say, I'd be getting pissed if I if I, if I was Force Whitaker's character. I'd be getting pissed off too. Anytime you know no, you try. I kind of see what you mean, Ross. Um, I do wish, actually, on a on a side note, we're all over the place here, but um, the army, the the uh, police chief that we meet, like, why is he not bribed? Oh, you mean the the, the oh the sorry the police chief in Hong, oh, the Hong Kong. Kong police? Yeah. Yes. Why yeah. is he not like? Why don't they immediately like? You should have Forrest Whitaker being like, you help us, you help us, and then the old guy going, listen, this is Asia, and he bribes him. You know, yeah. that should be the move. Exactly. I mean, this is again. It's an underground, full contact blood sport fighting tournament, and but like they have, I don't know if you noticed, they had like sponsorships from the IFAA uh, yep. and, and, and another organization. These are like you know companies that trade on the stock market <laughs> or like are or public companies, and they're sponsoring underground tournaments. Yet they didn't think, oh, we might want to get make sure the police don't stick them. Round four them. brought to you by Microsoft. <laughs> Well, they have like ESPN, you know, like those introductions. And now we take you back to the Kumite. This illegal fight, fighting <laughs> ring. Frank Dukes' form has been unstoppable, this Kumite. <laughs> I would watch I would watch the Ross presented uh, <laughs> fight. Um... And Jackson is down. I don't think he's getting up from that. I am channeling one of the commentators from Dodgeball, Jason Bateman's characters. Yep, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so yeah, that's that's a stay tuned. We'll we'll be releasing that on on Patreon, obviously. Um, Ross just uh, commentating on old fight footage. Um, <laughs> Jackson's so lying while down. We're Let's on... see how that strategy pays off. <laughs> so while we're on these two these two agents, um, and I really think you know they really missed a trick by not turning that into like a. You know, a Thursday evening TV primetime show, but between Knight Rider and the A Team, we talked about things that are really weird in this. They, these guys, are hauling around trouser presses, <laughs> which we're told are tasers. <laughs> these things, I have taken hand luggage on planes that are smaller than these tasers. These two FBI agents have somehow tucked into their suits. They had to have four ribs removed just to get that tucked into that suit. Clint Eastwood's like three five seven Magnum was smaller than those fucking things. <laughs> it's actually hard to know what they are. We were all testing about this, and it was like, I, and I actually didn't know what they were. They were brandishing them around. I was thinking, are they are they torches? Why, why have they got? And maybe maybe well, we just got, maybe we just used to the, the, the to describe it for the for the listeners. So it, it's kind of got like a handle on it, like a gun, and then it actually what you look like most most like really. Um, is one of these little portable like um, vacuum cleaners? Yeah, the dustbusters for the house, dustbusters, um, with like a flat flat front, and they're all black. And it's like, why don't they just have guns? Right. I don't understand. Because because they don't want to they don't want to kill him. They want to bring him back. Don't and that's they? their mission. Really is they want to bring him back. They you shoot him in the leg, Sam. Human leg, yeah. And then they'll hit <laughs> his, his art, his femoral artery, and he's dead. To to note here. They sit down and watch the tournament when they can't ca- can't convince him to go back with them. That's it. They're like, come home. No, uh, Frank, seriously, come let's, home. Let's watch no. it then, All I right, suppose, then. while we're here. <laughs> might, might as well watch the fight. 
it's baffling um but it's yeah. a really odd odd prop design and obviously like there's, a, there's one really important factor here is that it's cheap <laughs> yeah. they can afford one gun the police chief has it that's yeah. it no one else is allowed a gun I mean, I'm thankful in a way that they didn't get prop guns because they probably wouldn't have got prop guns, got a real gun, and shot Van Damme. This, so we're actually yeah, that's good. That's, that's a good call, Ross. Um, so ooh, uh, this would be a different conversation if this was the crow, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so what do we think then? Should we should we wrap up? Final thoughts on on this, uh, Ross? Uh, well, final thoughts. Uh, splits fighting. And uh, you know, you get some pets. great Van Dam ass. Well, you know, we're causing Van Damage. He's the muscles from Brussels. It's oh, it's damn right it's, it is. it's an easily watchable movie. You know, ninety minutes of action, um, without having to worry about trivial things like narrative. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up really well. Um, I, I I tend to agree. I had an absolute blast with this film, um, and you know, that's with no nostalgia from watching it as a kid, mm-hmm. or any real nostalgia for for Van Damme. Really, like he's a guy. I know of, but you know, I'm not a massive fan as a rule. But this is really fun. I didn't feel like I wasted my time. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it earlier um, or if it was one of our on one of our false starts. But this movie, when I was watching it, was very much like a, something Sam and I say occasionally is like exactly what I needed and didn't realize it. <laughs> it's kind of That's like good. a it's like a palate cleanser of a film in a way. It's just. You know, you're in and you're out, and you have fun throughout. But I'm not yeah. going away thinking, "Cool, I wonder what that move was. I wonder what that shot was." And I'm not like making notes and trying to figure something out. It was just like a really fun way to spend 90 minutes of my life, um, and some great fighting. I think I think it looks really, really good. Like visually, it's very impressive and holds up very well. And I think that I think this has got 40 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that's probably a little yeah. harsh. Really, I think this maybe Crime. deserves more because. Like there is a place for this kind of movie even today. There is a place for a movie where I can just watch it and then be done with it. Well, well, I think I, I like it when a movie knows what it's there to do, and it and it just and its focus is on doing that instead of anything else. So this movie is self is is self aware enough, and it has it's not trying to be anything other than a cool martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, most of the time. Um, they're still able to do other things so you might have a couple scenes where they where they don't do martial arts and they have a bit more in depth this film isn't capable of that and I think they kind of knew that they, they couldn't do anymore, that the acting was poor that they had you know, that, that didn't have very good sets they had all these massive tasers hanging around and I think that they just, they realised that this is, a, this is what people want and so we get 15 minutes straight of um of, of martial arts and then they try and do i mean these flashback scenes that we get throughout the film <laughs> oh when he's oh sitting on a God, bus like looking so looking out the window forlornly that he's all really that, sad for question mark reasons it, it, all of all it's right. just really Sam, really jackson really really was bad in the done. hospital all right he, our hero jackson is in the hospital so yeah tragic and absolutely th- that tragic. was a bromance like that should tell you how intense the bromance was that after less than knowing him for 48 hours he cares about him that much to get on a random bus because he knows where his hotel is to get on a random bus and then start hallucinating his enemy Listen, when you need to do some soul searching you really need to be in a public place like that you need to yeah. get on a bus at night and you just mm-hmm. need to look up and out of the window and you and find a, some real clarity there ticket. the smells the people the smog, you know, it all just adds yeah. to. And but, of course, the, the best way to end said uh, soul searching is 
you know, going up to a high rise in Hong Kong, you know, going out onto a balcony and doing the splits on the corner of the wall. <laughs> we all know this. That's the, way you, the the key thing there is Ross. It only really works if you really oil up first. <laughs> oh, you want to get a good pump on, and then yeah, you want to get a good up. pump on. You know, you want to get yeah. all those muscles standing out. You really want it to look the part. Yeah, I mean, like, there was one point, like I didn't mention this to you guys texting, but there was one point where on that particular scene where the camera is pointing at Van Damme's right side, and his nipple is pointing at like an arrow, and I was like, that thing cut diamonds. <laughs> Right, I think before this podcast gets any more heated and excited. It's, we I should think... know it's like 30 degrees tonight and we're in Britain and we're not used to it. And I'm so sweating. Maybe contributed. Right, so anyway, um, I think that's around the horn like a, a recommend from us uh, if we agree, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Up. Better than I expected. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a waste of 90 minutes and most importantly especially if you're in the UK because I haven't checked the US version it is on Netflix oh uh, also it was rated 15 15 no, that's really low <laughs> I, I think like, yeah you can tell that movie's all dude's I think there's shin. no gore there's no gore and there's very little swearing so I think that's probably um, well the shin is, po- is like ruptured through the skin um, there's a scene where you, you mentioned Sam that Van Damme actually knocks a man unconscious for real <laughs> That is in the film. Chung Lee kills a dude. Chung Lee kills a man. But there's, but there's no. It's not. It's not like. It's not like an 18 where you'd see viscera. You know. That's the difference. We see Jean Claude Van Damme basically naked. You see his arse. Oh, you do see his arse, and it's oiled. Man, it's toned. But yeah, 15's low. Let's move on again because I need some <laughs> private time. Um, <laughs> I need to cry. So. As usual, uh, if you've got any comments, if you have thoughts about Jean-Claude Van Damme's various um, body parts, hit us up at ImaginaryPod on Twitter. We may or may not respond, depending on who is keeping an eye on it. Um, And we will see you next week. See you later. Thanks, everyone.